The Dakamas Project, Session 8, Reading and Personal Study Understanding Spiritual Gifts In general, there are several groupings of spiritual gifts listed in the Bible. Instead of grouping all of these gifts into one list, we prefer to look at each list specifically. Not only are the gifts easier to understand this way, but they are easier to apply to your life this way. The different groupings of spiritual gifts in the Bible are the redemptive gifts, also called motivational gifts, the manifestation gifts, the office gifts, the greater gifts, and the way of love. The following sections take a closer look at each of these groupings. Many of the key concepts are condensed concepts from the works of Arthur Burke, as well as Don and Katie Fortune. We have also added our own content to this section. We highly recommend that you study the following materials. Discover Your God-Given Gifts by Don and Katie Fortune, available at discoveryourgifts.org, and The Redemptive Gifts of Individuals by Arthur Burke, available at theslg.com. Assessments and Tests With regard to spiritual gifts, assessments, and tests, we agree with Arthur Burke that even the best assessments are only 60-70% to accurate. There are several factors for this. First, when people lack understanding of their gifts, they tend to answer the assessment questions based on past experience. This may or may not be an indicator of what is hidden inside them. Secondly, all people have varying degrees of legitimacy issues. Many people believe the lie that what others think of them defines them. So if you are struggling with feeling valuable and legitimate, then taking an assessment of your God-given gifts will yield unreliable results. Lastly, the level of wounds and healing is a huge factor in the way people answer questions. So, due to these three factors, we give you a strong word of caution about taking the results of assessments too seriously. We do recommend that you take the assessments, but keep in mind that as you receive clarity and healing, your scores will change. The best way to determine your gifts is to walk in them. It's like wearing clothes that are tailor-made by God. It might take a while to get comfortable with them or grow into them. However, once you do, the fit is just right. Another way is to look at your biggest battles in life. We have found that looking at your battles is probably the quickest way to sort out your top two or three redemptive gifts. Discovering how God has gifted you can take months or even years, and that's okay. As you seek to understand God's design in your life, He will be faithful to reveal the gifts He's given you. So, be patient and utilize your friends in your spiritual gym to help you figure out your spiritual gifts and, more importantly, bless each other to bear much fruit for God's glory. The Redemptive Gifts God's hope, love, and power flows through you. He has gifted you a certain way so that the way you think, the way you are motivated, and your spiritual authority is unique and special. Having said that, there are seven temperaments, and one of these is your main temperament or redemptive gift. You may have a clear understanding of it, or you may have forgotten about it, or you may have tried to make it go away because of being wounded. No matter where you are in life, understanding your main gift or temperament is vitally important. Your main gift pulls from the deepest part of your reservoir, and it has the largest capacity to flow. You may have been wounded because of others, but that can only happen when your worldview gets inverted and you try to receive hope from others. Now is the time to learn and apply God's design for your life. Let's take a closer look at each of the seven temperaments and spiritual authorities. The seven spiritual gifts in Romans 12 are commonly referred to as the redemptive gifts. Others call them the motivational gifts. 
We will refer to them as the redemptive gifts because of the spiritual authority each gift carries as a floodgate to deliver God's love, hope, and power to dry fields in need of hope. With proper flow, your powerhouse for accomplishing your daily responsibilities will work properly too. Each gift is always to be done with love. For example, be devoted to one another in love. The list of seven includes one prophet, two servant, three teacher, four exhorter encourager, five giver, six ruler leader, or seven mercy. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Romans 12, 1-18 Many Bible scholars have studied these gifts. There is widespread agreement that these seven gifts are given at birth and represent the basic temperament of individuals. The order is also significant as this list of seven corresponds to other lists of seven in the Bible. The research suggests that each person has one primary redemptive gift and one or two secondary gifts. Your spirit has all seven gifts, but your soul is uniquely designed by God to flow with one main gift and a combination of secondary gifts. This does not mean you cannot flow in all seven. It means that it is easier to flow in your main gifts. Think of it like the sweet spot on a tennis racket. When a tennis player hits a ball, it has the most power if the ball is hit exactly in the center of the head of the racket. This is called the sweet spot. The ball accelerates off this spot and the player uses less energy to hit the ball further. If the sweet spot is missed, the player can still hit the ball, but it is harder to aim and there is less acceleration. Unfortunately, many people are unable to determine their redemptive gift. This is due to childhood wounding, legitimacy issues, and misunderstanding their God-given design. Clarity is gained with emotional healing, 
and understanding the depth of God's love and wisdom. With proper alignment, the redemptive gift characteristics listed below become evident. Prophets seek sound design and to follow truth in their life and in the lives of those they love. Servants seek to serve those they love in the best way possible. Teachers seek to be responsible stewards of truth and to help others know truth. Exhorters seek friendship and encourage a large number of people. Givers seek to bless those they love and future generations with wealth and resources. Rulers seek to live in freedom and release others into freedom. Mercies seek to enjoy rest and fulfillment and then share that feeling with others. Conversely, as there are trials in life, each redemptive gift tends to encounter similar types of trouble. Prophets tend to endure rejection, fractured relationships, misunderstanding, and a lack of justice. Servants tend to endure a lack of help and feeling unworthy, or they feel taken advantage of or victimized. Teachers tend to have a lack of resources, be passive, irresponsible, or emotionally detached. Exhorters tend to struggle with a lust for comfort and endure an oppressive workload. Givers tend to endure seasons of devouring of their money, resources, and or relationships. Rulers tend to hurt others or have been betrayed by others. Mercies tend to get paralyzed by indecision, feel abandoned, and shameful or guilty for things that were not their fault. The following section outlines in a more specific and detailed manner the various characteristics and blessings that each gift carries. These findings are the result of years of biblical research, character studies, and counseling sessions conducted by Bill Gothard, Arthur Burke, and Don and Katie Fortune. 1. Profit Behavioral Characteristics sees moral issues in black and white, desires to make sense of everything, main principle behind the gift is design, able to assess situations quickly and discern whether good or bad, takes initiative, likes new things, goes against the status quo, is not a maintainer of a well-running organization, will quit, improve it, or change it, always has an opinion and is willing to express it, Assesses others and situations. Bold. Knows no fear. Can hurt other people's feelings without knowing it and feels bad when confronted. Not intimidated by the unknown. Generous but can be impulsive or unwise. Shifts gears quickly. Large range of emotion. Visionary. Need to know where they are going and can see the big picture easily. Fiercely competitive. Gives full disclosure, exposes weakness, compulsion for honesty and integrity. Very hard on self. Out of sight, out of mind. Passion for excellence. Principle, design and truth. Design is the art of weaving principles together in order to produce change. Principles can be defined as universal, non-optional cause and effect relationships. The principle of design is foundational to all the other principles. It is important to note that the redemptive gift of prophet is different than the spiritual gift of prophecy. God has called the prophet to study principles, to look at problems and opportunities, and assemble them into sets that produce results. Principles of design for a prophet to study include man to matter, engineering, physics, biosciences, etc., man to man, human relationships, psychology, etc., man to the spirit realm, angels, demons, God, etc. Birthright Blessing 
The passion of the prophet is to once again have the opportunity to take themselves and others to the outer limits of excellence with God, showing a picture of God so dynamic and real that it moves people out of the comfort they are experiencing and into a journey that will bring them to the fulfillment of what God created them to be. John the Baptist was in the office of prophet, but he also had the redemptive gift of prophet. He could see God's design of salvation coming before Jesus even came to him for baptism. 2. Servant. Behavioral Characteristics. Sees needs and meets them, often external or environmental needs. Very few enemies. Considered to be a safe person. Difficulty accepting or affirming self or receiving affirmation from others. Extends honor to others. Sees potential best in others. Has a fierce anger that seldom occurs but usually revolves around loyalty. Saves stuff, though not always organized about it. If immature, can become an enabler. A mature servant learns to empower. Can attract dishonor, especially in home, and usually does not resist. Very competitive in games or sports. May tend to make excuses for children. Purity of motives, like no other gift, never counting up what's owed. Known for integrity, joy, honesty, and simplicity. Obedience comes easily tends towards victimization, exploitation by others. Difficulty saying no has a strong desire to please others. Principle, spiritual authority. God gives more spiritual authority to servants than other gifts because they don't want it. They are not infected with the empire-building germ like the other gifts. The servants' prayers for leaders seem to carry more weight than other gifts. They seem to have the highest level of authority for healing because God trusts the servant to do only what he asks them to do. Birthright blessing. The servant walks in holiness in their own life. They are willing to embrace a high calling of holiness and bring a sense of purity and cleanliness. When the servant hears truth spoken, it resonates deeply. The servant has the tenacity to reach out to the wounded and hurting, not limited to, but especially in family situations. The servant is able to be the ultimate life giver, finding fulfillment in being a life giver to allow others to do their work. They provide cleansing and authority to others. There is a deep desire to empower others to achieve their best. Joseph, Jesus' father, was an example of absolute obedience. He did what God asked of him regarding Mary and Jesus every time. God used him to protect them. Joseph had life-giving obedience and was highly trusted. 3. Teacher Behavioral Characteristics Likes to learn and share truth with others doesn't receive or reject new ideas or people right away, needs time to validate and check facts. Safe person emotionally, can listen to brokenness and sin and not be rejecting, makes major decisions slowly. Deep family loyalty, unwillingness to begin a process until they can see the end of the process, tends to be a fearful person, great sense of humor, usually the last to speak in a group, tends not to overreact or jump the gun, a very patient person, slow-tempered, likes to save things, tends to be poor at returning borrowed items, may have difficulty returning phone calls, typically late or last minute, quite often has trouble or has had trouble handling money, resists using human illustrations, wants to know the chapter and verse. Principle, responsibility in all aspects of life. The teacher is to walk in responsibility in every area of their life. Their highest responsibility is to worship God. They must make worship a lifestyle. 
that they would anticipate and enjoy being with God. If the teacher is worldly, they will be selectively responsible and unwilling to impose responsibility on others, or can be overbearing and performance-oriented with loved ones. The teacher would rather work hard at persuading people to change rather than confront. Birthright Blessing Intimacy The teacher must know who they are as they incrementally walk out God's will and then reveal the manifest presence of God to the rest of the body of Christ. The Lord wants to be present in the life of the teacher, having them experience and celebrate Him. Luke is a good example of the teacher redemptive gift. He wrote through the lens of his medical perspective, the Gospel of Luke, and the Book of Acts. These are two very important works, written with excellence and attention to detail, that give us an intimate view of the life of Christ and early church history. 4. Exhorter Behavioral Characteristics A Party Looking for a Place to Happen Instant rapport with strangers. Highly relational. Has ability to understand and relate well to others. Able to move easily from small talk to sharing the gospel. Able to maintain relationship, although may solidly disagree with the other party. Can have loud argument without alienation of the other person. Master communicator. Flexible. Able to abandon a plan easily. Visionary. Seeks the approval of others. Dramatic and often melodramatic. Natural leader, high-energy person, can be compulsive, loves change, governs by persuasion rather than principle. Principle, sowing and reaping. The exhorter must embrace pain and suffering. The most difficult area for the exhorter is to suffer rejection. They must confront sin and be willing to face rejection from within the community. They must incarnate truth and earned authority through pain and suffering. The exhorter is able to be a world-changer for Christ when they embrace the principle. Birthright and Blessing They are to know God personally and experientially, like Gideon. The exhorter needs to take time away from people to know God and have His authority. The body of Christ is dependent upon the exhorter becoming all God created them to be. God has called the exhorter to be a world-changer through godly principles, not persuasion. The exhorter is skilled at public speaking and speaking the right things at the right time. The Apostle Paul demonstrates the qualities of an exhorter. 5. Giver Behavioral Characteristics Likes to provide for the needs of others Most diverse, adaptable, and flexible of all gifts Very independent Designed not to be needy Does not look to others for help Can spot opportunities and decide which are best can look at a problem and find their own solution, can't be hustled, must accrue money before giving, able to relate to a wide range of people, sensitive to manipulation by others, private in own life, protective of reputation of self, spouse, and family, non-confrontational by nature, waits for opportunities to get the best out of situations, doesn't like to knock down hurdles unless forced to do so. Immense heart for evangelism, but does everything just short of sharing the gospel overtly. Nurturer to family. Intuitive. Concerned about safety. Cautious. Does not have shameful view of self. Does not carry shame. Can be very impulsive. Insightful, but not a big risk taker. Good listener. Principle stewardship. God doesn't want 10% of the giver's finances and assets, nor does he want the abundance or extra that they have. God wants all of it to establish relationship and to accrue generational blessings to pass on to others. Money is not the issue. 
It's about their relationship with God. Job is an example of a giver, Job 31.16. Job had an incredible relationship with God, was a steward of his money and assets, walked in high justice, holiness, and ethical behavior in all that he did. Birthright Blessing The blessing for the giver is a generational anointing. The giver has the authority to release a generational blessing into their family line and community and be a life giver through blessing, not just money. The giver is to have a generational worldview and think long-term. Abraham received authority from God and passed it on. He changed the world and was considered a friend of God. Blessings come in the context of being dependent and in relationship with God. 6. Ruler Behavioral Characteristics Great under pressure and expects others to be effective under it as well. Organizational Builders Knows how to design to scale big owns their problems, and do not have a welfare mentality. Skilled at time management and not into every detail. Sometimes may allow for casual ethics where the end may justify the means. Big on loyalty and views it as more important than competence. Nearly impossible to get ruler to partner with others unless loyalty is built. Does not like to be micromanaged. Not into blame, but will figure out how to fix a problem and move on. An implementer can take a vision, break it down into pieces, and implement it. Great at using imperfect people. Draws the best out of people. Tendency to be task-oriented and omit nurture. Expert in dealing with people and projects. Will not choose to place self on a team unless they are wanted and have the loyalty of others. Innate ability to measure character. Able to stand alone on an issue of principle or integrity. Principle, laying a foundation of freedom. The ruler is to go from bondage to obedience to freedom. The difference between the three is the amount of willpower. Rulers have the tendency to be focused on task and do what's required and not walk in freedom. They must walk in spiritual freedom. Like the giver, they are good at making things happen in the natural, but God wants dependence upon him. The ruler is to be first of all righteous and dependent on God. Birthright Blessing Generational freedom from sin is the central theme of blessing the ruler possesses. They have a high level of spiritual authority and are called to earn authority in the heavens and release it to the generations. There is an immense authority given to the ruler to accrue spiritual authority to pass it on. They are to do this by honoring God and going beyond obedience. This is evidenced in David, a man after God's own heart. The ruler is to release generational blessings into the world and spiritual realm. They must learn to not only do the tasks, but honor the Lord. Noah was an example of releasing blessing. The ruler must seek God to find out what he has called them to do and then honor him in walking it out. Rulers have a great deal of spiritual dominion that others are attracted to naturally. 7. Mercy Behavioral Characteristics Safe Place for Wounded People easily confided in, loves beauty and creating an atmosphere of rest and enjoyment, tend to be non-judgmental, able to pick out people who are troubled and see through facades, finds common ground with just about everyone, typically does not have any enemies, and if they do, very few, has only a few close intimate friends but many acquaintances, stubborn in the nicest sort of way, craves intimacy and needs physical touch, This need can lead to sexual impurity. 
slow in making life transitions because it takes a while to disengage emotionally, connects with the heart of God, has difficulty explaining why they feel God is directing me in a certain way, very intuitive when it comes to following God's lead, dislikes confrontation, natural tendency is to nurture and protect people from harm, can be indecisive, not wanting to step on toes, tendency to be exploited and become a victim because unwilling to confront even a predator, fierce anger, but usually only surfaces around loyalty, known to take up offense for another, drawn into spiritual warfare when another who they care for is being spiritually attacked, strong predisposition to worship, moves more easily into the presence of God than the other gifts. Principle, fulfillment and rest. By design, the mercy is able to engage spirit to spirit with God. They are able to go there more easily and more often. This is the highest fulfillment for the mercy. Mercies often need help overcoming relational conflicts with persistent, gentle inquiries until issues are resolved. Birthright Blessing The mercy must find fulfillment in God and impart that blessing to others. Their tendency is to find fulfillment in relationships. They must put God first in order to find true fulfillment. As the mercy is sanctified, they sanctify their environment, time, people, and place, and are able to transform the sinful into the holy. David is a good example of the mercy gifting. He easily entered into worship, had a hard time reproving his children, no confrontation or boundaries with them. He avoided the judicial part of his job, which would put him in a position where he had to choose between two people and say whether one was right and one was wrong. Mercies do not want to hurt people's feelings, but he led Israel into holiness. Common Collaboration and Conflict Patterns The seven redemptive gifts, or RGs, reflect the wonderful character of God displayed in his people. Jesus had all seven gifts, and he has decided how to gift his people. Your spirit has all seven but your soul is restricted in how you flow. You'll have one main redemptive gift or floodgate that is the biggest and draws from the deepest part of your reservoir. Also, your main floodgate is where the major battles take place. Due to that opposition, you'll likely be tempted to shut down your main floodgate. However, by learning what your main gift is, you'll be able to spot God's design in your life and in the lives of others and that realization will help you receive the victory in overcoming the opposition you may have experienced. However, by learning what your main gift is, you'll be able to spot God's design in your life and in the lives of others, and that realization will help you receive the victory in overcoming the opposition you may have experienced to your main redemptive gift. Of course, you should seek to grow in all seven areas, but there is one that is your primary gift. The more you walk in the authority of your redemptive gift, you'll begin to spot your primary, secondary, and so on. It may take years to fully understand your God-given gift mix, and that is okay. The seven RGs are beautiful when God's children flow in love and alignment with His design. This is called collaboration. However, due to misunderstanding, wounding, a lack of clarity, and a lack of teaching, conflicts occur. There are hot spots in the seven RGs. These hot spots are both positive and negative. It's like high voltage and low voltage. Each has its purpose and each can be used correctly and incorrectly. A low voltage wire will not injure you like a high voltage wire. Conversely, quite often you need high voltage to get a certain job done. High voltage connections exist between the prophet and the mercy, servant and ruler, teacher and exhorter, giver and all the other gifts. 
The menorah gives the proper view of how this relationship works. Look at the picture on page 113. It is important to note that we've changed the order of the RGs to make them fit on the menorah for this diagram. The giver and the exhorter are sequenced differently than normal. These high-voltage connections are great when God's people recognize and follow God's design. However, as with high-voltage wires that are charged with electricity, wounds can very easily occur when there is carelessness or deliberate misuse. The character and shape of the connections is different from gift to gift. For example, mercies are easily wounded by the unsolicited truth of a prophet. The mercy will feel like the prophet is telling them, you are doing it wrong. Prophets are easily wounded by the withdrawal of a mercy. Quite often the prophet will say, you are twisting my words, and the prophet will feel misunderstood and rejected. The prophet was speaking what was needed, and now the mercy refuses to resolve the matter. The mercy is simply defending their tender heart from feelings of guilt. When a mercy and a prophet receive each other properly, all the RGs in between are blessed. The prophet sees very far ahead, and the mercy creates an environment of worship and acceptance. Servants and rulers can get along fabulously until the servant feels overworked by the ruler, or that the ruler is not serving enough. The ruler will be caught off guard when this offense is communicated. Teachers and exhorters can build upon each other's strengths through creative research and teaching techniques. This is all well and good until the exhorter leaves the teacher with all the research and hard work, or the teacher shuts down the exhorter's creativity. The giver stands somewhat alone in the middle. The giver has a high-voltage connection, but it does not feel the same as the others because the connection is more spread out. The giver is the ultimate peacemaker, facilitator, voice of common sense, and friend to all. However, since the giver often lacks the passion, creativity, principle, and tenacity of the other gifts, the others may be frustrated with the giver's lack of understanding, empathy, and acknowledgement of the depth of the issues. Their tendency to be opportunistic and not strategic needs to be managed carefully and prayerfully. The pace of each gift is interesting to look at as well. The table on page 114 shows the pace for decision-making, getting things done, and even conversations. Please note that when someone is under stress, their behavior may be very different than what is shown on the table. A prophet is fast. A servant is flexible. Teacher is relaxed. Giver is steady. Exhorter is fast. A ruler is flexible. And mercy is relaxed. Awareness, training, and positioning are vitally important for God's children to love and understand one another. God's people are commanded to love and be like-minded. By following the design of the redemptive gifts with love and appreciation, it blesses God and blesses His children. Session 8, Wrap-Up Well, Lori just read to you the whole section on redemptive gifts. This is a lot of content. There's a lot there. It's so important to really kind of take time to let it simmer and uh, try on the different coats. You know, it's like you try on a coat to see if it fits right. That's how the redemptive gifts work as well, is you want to try them on. Um, The next thing you're going to do as a group activity is determine your top two redemptive gifts. And again, be patient. Give yourself some time. Work through this with your team. And it might take a little bit of time to get it all figured out, and that's totally okay. To find out more about the Docomas Project community and events, please visit docomasnetwork.org. The Docomas Project Spiritual Gym Playbook Version 2 was written by Larry and Lori Hill, copyright 2016.